Welcome everybody to the Back to Warcraft podcast number 25. Usually uh, this number screams for a little bit of a celebration or special content. Um, unfortunately, this is not really the case or it is the case, but not in a good way. Over the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot going on. And of course, you will hear or see that I'm alone here. Uh, not joined by Bidu, and that is for good reason. You probably saw a lot and read a lot and are aware of the situation in general. Um, if not, I will, of course, give a little bit of a recap and an introduction to the situation. But first of all, um, sorry that this is a little more serious than usual. Uh, I think it is absolutely necessary. Because Bidu is not part of Back to Warcraft anymore. So uh, today I will be here alone and explain everything that happened in the past couple of weeks and month. Uh, so yeah, if you expected a little bit of a celebration or a good time while listening to this podcast, that's not going to be the case. We will resume uh, the podcast. I will resume the podcast uh, with episode 26 in the usual way not with Bidu though um, but with the different co-host so what happened what's going on what is this all about um, this is going to be very long so uh, uh, sorry about that there's no easy way to tackle this um, there's no too long didn't read and I think if you're listening to this uh, you don't want this a too long didn't read you don't want a short summary you want to know why what happened uh why i did things the way i did things and this needs a little bit of explanation and this needs a little bit of time and room so yeah um if you're listening to the podcast you are uh, probably a diehard back to warcraft or warcraft 3 fan and this is what you want to hear um this is what you're interested in if not, if you're just here for jokes and giggles and uh, some community news or, or tournament news, then this episode is probably not for you. Um, but there, it will be. It will be uh, back to the former standard soon. So, um, the story in very, very, very short, just to keep you guys in the loop or get you back into the loop. Um, three weeks ago, I think now. There was a Reddit thread that accused Bidu of sexual harassment towards a female Warcraft 3 streamer called Tori. Um, this blew up quite a bit. Um, in the process of this, I talked to a lot of people. And this, of course... Uh, includes both parties, Bidu and Tori. Uh, this also includes around two dozen other people who might be part um, of, of this or who knew something about this or in, are in some kind of form connected to the allegations, um, to, to everything around this. So I started my investigation pretty much right after the leaks got out. And in the process of this information, um, Bidu posted two statements. And of course, I learned a lot about context uh, from him talking to him, but also from the other side. So this eventually 
at some point last week led to a decision from my side to not fire him. And I explained in a statement on my Twitter why I won't fire him. There's a whole lot more to it. This is just the the tiniest way I can sum it up, I think. Um, And then a little bit after my statement, Tori posted a statement where she explained even more than I knew before. And that changed my initial decision. And this led to me firing him. So this looks weird. Because I made two very different decisions in the span of just three days or two days or whatever that is. I kind of lost track of time in the process of this. Um, And obviously, from the outside, I totally understand that this looks like, oh, there's a little bit of social pressure here at the moment via social media, via Reddit, etc., etc. So... You just fired him because of that. That is not the case. And I hope you believe me at some point. Um, So this is the shortest version. Um, So there's not going to be any Bidu content on Back to Warcraft anymore. Going forward, uh, I will look for either a lot of different co-hosts for this podcast or one one co-host to do this. And... If, if, if worst case, I do it alone um, for for the foreseeable future. But hey, that is not the important thing here. The important thing is uh, what happened and yeah, uh, what led to what I did. First of all, uh, not, not first of all, we're not at the first of all statement anymore. Um, little introduction to how I got to know Bidu. Um, this was in around, I think, late 2019, so almost two years ago, where he, for the first time, appeared on a W3IL broadcast where we had some pre-match statements, and I kind of enjoyed what he did back then because he was obviously a loudmouth, um, and it, it was a pre-match statement of Dust versus Sweden or something. It was some, some decent uh, banter between the two clans there. So that was the first time I really got exposed to him um, in a talk, basically. So we met in Anaheim. Uh, You probably know most of the story. Uh, We had a good time together in Anaheim. Well, despite, you know, uh, games crashing, etc. But they had the Dust League going and they wanted a platform or a bigger platform for this and since back then i really really like them i allowed them to stream their tournament on back to warcraft uh, throughout 2020 so this is a stage where bidu and carson are not hired by me or uh, they they just are allowed to happen on our platform i hired him then later in early 2021 And in the process of this, I learned that some people had pretty big issues with him uh, because he's a very, very polarizing person. Uh, I think if you're listening to to our podcast, then you know this. Or if you're part of the scene, you probably know this. Uh, So I thought, okay, uh, some people just don't get along with him. And obviously at that point, I saw that he does a lot of good um, when it comes to like tournament organization, stream production, um, etc., etc. So I had no reason to really think too bad of him or bad of him at all. So then a couple of months later, 
uh, as I wrote in my initial statement as well, I got the first report um, that there's something going on, uh, some some misbehavior going on between him and Tori in April of 2021. Um, this was, to be very, 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 very clear, because I saw this a lot. Um, I said this in my statement, in my initial statement that I learned about this in April of 2021 already. I want to make very, very, very clear that what I learned in April of 2021 is not nearly as much as I know now or what was made public now. Most of the reports I got were from late 2020. So he was not hired. He did act on my platform, but he wasn't hired. So this also includes... Uh, Bidu and Tori meeting on War 3 Champions in Grass League, which caused a couple of waves and was uh, a little inappropriate, to be honest. So, in April, uh, I talked to a lot of people already, and of course I investigated this and uh, tried to reach out, and I learned that he had few more issues than I was aware of. And the screenshots I got back then... Um, I always got pretty good explanations and context about it. So this includes, for example, the what are you wearing uh, screenshot that got out. So I learned that it was or it has become his project uh, to grow her as a streamer and to grow her platform as part of the Warcraft community. And I found that very, very weird. And of course, I saw the screenshot where he said, I can host you on Back to Warcraft. And I was very, very not okay uh, with him using my platform uh, to fuel his ego or something or um, to get closer to a person with promises. And yeah, I was made aware then due to my talking to other people, that he had a lot more issues than people that I was aware of, uh, as I said. So there I came to a conclusion that he, of course, did some things wrong. Um, and he has a pretty huge ego that he wanted to fuel and that he interpreted a couple of things wrong. For example, he misbehaved was made aware of this in a light way and then apologized for his actions and then people moved on um, as if nothing really happened, I guess. This is what I um, got from this. So I, back then, even when I knew less than I know now, I made it very, very, very clear that this kind of behavior is not acceptable at all. I made it very clear that I will not tolerate this in the future. I made it very clear that um, not in any sort of form will the project Back to Warcraft be used for mm, pro like personal projects uh, like this. And he understood. Since I made this very clear, he understood. He gave me context um, that this was oftentimes in a group of friends and not one-on-one -on -one conversations, for example. And this was, yeah, a lot of locker room talk which I don't really support um, but I also never saw something super malicious in it 
not intended at least of course the effects of these actions um, are not that great at all so I told him about the way I see it and how a lot of reasonable people should be seeing this and he's said to do better and we had no issues since then um, or no no such is issues since then this is something that i also wrote in my initial statement already that uh yes Bidou wasn't a saint at all and he didn't get some signals if they were made too light so he wasn't careful in the way he acted in the way he acted with people but this was a pretty good warning to him and of course things happened a little later where he wasn't friends with, with some people and that led to discussions and heated discussions and I had to make it clear um, the way I want people to react and the way I want people to represent this brand or how I expect people around me to act in the Warcraft scene. And th this was all tiny thing, uh, not not tiny. These were all minor things in comparison to what's uh, revealed now. But I never, I, I never thought of him as uh, malicious, or I never really thought bad about him. It was just okay. This guy needs some guidance, and I have to tell him how far he can take things. And uh, unfortunately, his behavior is. Uh, to try to test these lines and rules and boundaries and see how far he can go. That was my impression. Um, I told Tori about it, that I think, okay, this is a little weird, this is not good, but I will take care of this and this will not happen again. And it didn't happen again. And Bidu and Tori had no contact to each other afterwards, after this letter incident, I think. And so I thought, I was under the impression um, that she's okay with the way I handled it. And that is, as I know now, not the case. Um, I guess she was pretty disappointed with me that I didn't do more back then. And from today's point of view, that is so understandable. But yeah, I thought this is not cool, but we can fix it. I believe that we can fix it. I then more and more realized in the month after that has he a, that that he has a very narcissistic personality. Uh, of course, he put himself in front and was always loud and uh, wanted to be celebrated. And that he, uh, you you heard it on the podcast multiple times that um, it's very hard to show him that he's wrong on a topic or to make him listen to other arguments or to other um, opinions. That led to fallout with some people. That led to quite some fallouts. Also with people that I cherished or cherished a lot. And this is red flags, like everything until now. Um, this is red flags that I could have seen and should have seen. And I'm, I'm, yeah. 
in 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 hindsight, I would have loved to act sooner and harsher. But with everything hap like that happened, I always confronted him, and it got better afterwards. So this was just. I don't know, a way of me educating him on how to behave in in public when you're part of such a big platform that we are in this little pond of Warcraft 3. But I repeat, I never had any uh, reason to doubt that he's intentionally, or intentionally malicious and that he intentionally harms people with what he does. He was just very loud and egoistic and egocentric and yeah that's that's just we do so we're on the 17 minute mark and not even really started so fast forward quite a bit i think the takeaway from this is i didn't know as much as i know now I thought I can change him for the better. And there's red flags that I should have seen. That's the too long didn't read of this chapter. So we fast forward to, I don't know, middle of August or something. Uh, Dreamhack was done. We had viewership records. Um, we did the hot fundraiser, $14,000. Amazing. We had the War 3 Champions finals, 14,000 viewers. So this is the highest height that I had in a long time in Warcraft 3. I felt so good. There was no drama. We accomplished great things. I think uh, we published a good product um, and, and did just good. And the scene was nice. We had a lot of initiatives when it came to Jim Newby League, for example, where um, we really cooperated well together with the gym community or other grassroots activities. And this was a moment where I was really proud and it was really wholesome. And this was the best situation that I've been in Warcraft-wise in a long, long, long time. So I was just genuinely very happy. And then I wake up on a Sunday morning and I see these leaks about Bidu. Uh, with statements or with chat logs of recent where he said that um, he slept with women who had boyfriends at the time and that he feels like Tesla. And this raised some doubts. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> what the... Where is this coming from? Um, and I learned that this was a discussion... Uh, kind of in the context of, of Tori, because Tori, while all this coaching was going on that Bidu was doing with her when it comes to streaming, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time, and this was just in the context of discussing uh, the Tori situation. And here I think context is very important, because I've been on both sides. Uh, I've been cheated on, and... Uh, I did something with, with women who had boyfriends as well, but never intentionally. So the context here is super important. Did this just happen? You are at a bar. 
you got to know a girl and you're having fun and you take her home or whatever. Or was this a statement that he's actively trying to ruin relationships? Which I didn't really get when I got more context to the situations. Um, but this was the this was a huge sign that he still carries this ego and that his ego is still way too fueled because in this in this uh, screenshot he says that or he states that sometimes I feel like I am Tesla, uh, you know, um, guiding light beams with his hands, etc., etc. So that as a metaphor. So this led to long talks with Ricky. This led to me reaching out to people uh, because the discussion at this point is, is Bidu actively harassing women? Is, he actu uh, is there sexual harassment going on? This was the discussion at the point, and this is important um, because the discussion shifts at some point of this, of this whole mess. To me, the answer to this question, is Bidu sexually harassing women, was no, and is still no. I think this is just things that happen um, sometimes, unfortunately. And it's horrible for the people sitting at home. Um, but again, I don't think there was any malicious intent in this as well. So... Then there's the second leak. And here, I guess, if you're totally unfamiliar with the situation, um, some context is needed again. So the whole thing started uh, because, and this is something Bidu explained in the statement, um, that he saw her on Twitch and I thought, okay, this this personality would be good to have in the Warcraft scene and I can help her learn the game and to become a better streamer and then he, from his point of view I am responsible for having a, another bigger streamer player in the scene uh, because as he stated this is something that he's always done uh, throughout his online career or whatever uh, finding talent in games for example and make them players, uh, successful players, etc, etc. So I can totally see that he's doing that with the streamers as well. Of course, the the point is always how and yeah, what's, what's going on. So uh, apparently they were also friends at a time. This is, this is kind of hard to give the full context. Uh, you should probably read all the statements to, to see it. But I was under the impression that uh, she also wanted to be coached at least to at a certain point and uh, this was welcome. Not like backseat streaming, but, you know, actively trying to help her get better at all this. Um, and then there's this second screenshot that where I think the big... The big thing is that Bidu is asking her what she's wearing, and this is obviously super inappropriate. Um, this was also something that happened in late 2020, and we talked about this in April already. And again, um, there was no reports ever since. And yeah, so I 
didn't do any immediate action after the second league. The context of all this is that um, all these chat logs are coming from group chats or or group calls within a certain uh, round of people. This was mostly locker room talk, some edgy, dirty jokes getting shared. Um, yeah, but but you know, most mostly in the group. And here is where the discussion shifts a little. Um, the discussion shifts a little from is Bidu the sexual predator that some people try to make him look like or is he just an asshole? And at this point I also knew that some people wanted to get rid of him and wanted him out of the scene. So I reached out to more people. I wanted both sides to the stories. I wanted both perspectives. I wanted as many perspectives as possible. So this is the reason why I reacted so late and this is the reason why my statements were very late because I did these talks, they took a long time, I was following leads, had to reach out to more people, wait for answers. It's, that takes time. Um, I should have said something earlier like we're investigating this and not stay completely quiet. But yeah. So since this was no new action, I knew that he knows not to behave like that anymore. That is that is the thing. That is something. So to sum this up a little, I was under the following assumptions. Uh, that Bidu is a super loudmouth, has an edgy humor that sometimes goes too far. That his ego is too big and he takes things too far. That he's not very reflective until his misbehavior is clearly shown to him. If someone in a certain position does that, he accepts it and adjusts his behavior. Here's, I think, worthy to mention that he's not listening to everybody. He's mostly listening to people in power and this is, in this case, uh, me, for example or people that he respects for whatever reason. So it has to be some of these people uh, in the position like me. This can't come from some minor players. And this leads to, of course, then a lot of discussions and, and fallouts because he always needs this authority figure to change and accept and adjust. And so I was under the impression that I thought that Nobody really showed him the line in a way that he realized he does wrong things. Um, I also thought that he got, w without blaming anybody, this is just me reporting from Bidu's uh, situation, that he got some signals wrong, some, in hindsight, clear signals that something is very wrong here, but he interpreted them wrong or didn't think about this enough. Because if uh, he was made aware also by, by Tori about misbehavior, he oftentimes apologized and um, this was accepted and they continued chatting. So he thought things are fine. I also... <coughs> I also realized that some of the screenshots 
can be seen in a very different light if you add context to it. And with context are not as bad as they seem. For example, uh, uh, stuff is, is very different if it's happening in a private conversation. For example, this, what are you wearing thing? Um, but if it's, or, or some, or Joe, like a dirty joke, let's, let's, let's take that. Let's take a uh, dirty joke. Um, that might go too far. And this can be very easily interpreted as uh, sexual harassment in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But in a group, I can't see that this is just the humor of the group or within the group. But it's still not good. It's still not right. But again, I thought there's no sexual harassment or no intended sexual harassment. Um, the friendship is platonic. Uh, the, the big goal is to grow as a streamer, etc., etc. I never thought there's intended malicious behavior. And I was really, really, really of the opinion that we can fix this and help him uh help him to do better help him to realize stuff earlier i just believed in the best of the person and this is me probably being too naive and probably ignoring a little bit too much and yeah just just believing in the good and maybe give him one too many chances this is something that I can and do blame myself for. Um, from Tori's side of things, I see so, so, so many comments that said, oh, she could have just blocked him. That prevents everything. That is very easy to say from an outsider's perspective. So she explained this, I think, very well in her statement why she didn't do that. Um, and at the same time, excused some of Bidu's behavior, even though she didn't felt it was okay. Um, this is mostly an imbalance of power. This is mostly a uh, fear of losing other friendships in the process, the fear of being called out in front of thousand people. Um, there's probably many more reasons that are in public. Um, I, I, I can totally understand why she did not just block him because if you're new to a scene and then uh, you think you, you find a group of, group of people where you fit in and then this one guy is just misbehaving towards you, you are afraid of losing all of these connections. Especially when you feel under pressure or intimidated, whether it was intended or not, from the other party. And this is also why probably the line she was drawing wasn't big enough for him to realize this. Because, as I said, it takes a lot for him to realize things. Um, not to blame her or anything. This is not what I want to say. I, th I think you get me. Um, you know what I mean. And to be clear, in her statement she said... Uh, some people of the community told her to not go public. This wasn't me. I never said that. I never, ever, ever said that. This wasn't me. I don't know who, who was it or who said that. But it wasn't me. 
So this is the situation that I was in prior to releasing my statement on, a, I think, Thursday it was. Of course, we continued to chat. I, I continued to chat with so many people. And this was a time where his second statement was out already, where he announced that he will be taking an indefinite leave to process this situation. So I knew that, of course. And I made it incredibly clear. Like, as clear as I possibly can, that when he returns, he has to be a saint. This is the last chance to reflect on his actions, to realize what he was doing to other people, whether intended or not. That is no, That makes no difference. No big difference, at least. Because the results, to me, are clear. For him, not so much, I think. So this was it. I thought, this is the last chance. If you blew this, and if something happens, you're out. So I released the statement. He went on his indefinite leave. And then there's Tori's statement to the situation. Um, the first time she said something publicly and not just in conversations and not just within leaked uh, screenshots that weren't her to leak. So this is now the time where everything is changing. And this is the time where I have to double down on something I said earlier, that her statement had context or had content that I wasn't made aware of before. Not in talks with her, not in April, not here in September, not in any discussion that I had with anybody. And this feels crazy because I talked so much to people. Um, of course, I knew a bit, but not everything. And the important thing here is that what I learned made me change a lot of how I think about stuff. There's a lot of people, as I said in the beginning of this uh, monologue, there is a lot of people who will just blame me to fire Bidu because of the public, because of tweets, because of uh, messages in Discord, uh, public messages in Discord. Uh, the, as I said, that's not the case. Um, I will explain now what exactly changed and maybe maybe you believe me a little better than and I really hope you believe me because that's kind of important to me I will never be able to get rid of all the doubters but maybe it helps you um, with my situation like to to understand my situation so um, what was especially new to me was the chat log or the, the the story about her crying on stream after he was coaching him in a very aggressive way. That I never knew. I thought the coaching was always, uh, you know, <laughs> a little, in a little stupid way. And, uh, and uh, you should do this. You should do that. This was good. This was bad. Um mostly of course but then i saw 
the aggressive way he displayed there. And then I learned that he saw her cry. It wasn't something that she did privately, but this was happening in front of his eyes. And he saw this, and according to the chat logs here, he ridiculed this. And when I read that, my stomach did a 180. This felt like I was punched in the gut multiple times. And this is like a glass shattering moment. I questioned myself if I had really not heard about this. Because this is so elemental to me. And I got it confirmed that this was not shared with me um, by 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 several people. So yeah, I'm 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 doubting my memories on this, but from from what I know, um, I never knew. So just in the span of of reading and somewhat processing this information that I got there, while everything was public, uh, this destroyed my assumption that he wasn't aware of the results of his behavior. Because what is more clear and, and what is a more horrible example of what you do to people than a girl crying on her stream with you watching? And this is not like, okay, this happened, now he must be fired. This is not this one instant uh that that breaks the camel's back or anything but this changed and th th this initiated a, a change to my perspective and the change i i thought about this like if this is not enough to show him what he does is wrong and he still takes this as a joke um or 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 thinks it is a joke um like okay she's she's just fucking with me uh she's just you know pretending um then what is? I talked to him about this specific incident and while in the past I always got some uh, somewhat reasonable explanations and good context for other actions, here I felt like I didn't. And his side of the story wasn't enough for me to, to let it slip. And he was then explaining it in a way. And some some things the the way they were stated made me believe that there's no sudden change possible with this person uh, in in his behavior. So, for example, he tried to explain. Uh, why he always thinks that people are joking and says, uh, yeah, this, this is just how my brain is working. This is who I am. And this is all, uh, yeah, this is all written in present tense. Like, of course, you can't change your entire behavior in like three days, but you know, this, this present tense was another realization that this is not enough anymore and I can't defend this anymore at all. So 
I was very angry at that point. I was very angry at that point. I think it was the Saturday night. And I thought, okay, I'm since I'm that angry and I can't think clearly. I have to give this process uh, or, or, or time to process. This is why I never made a decision on Saturday evening. But it all again took a couple of hours. I also had some feelings that this indefinite break wasn't really that indefinite. And there's already, like, I don't know. I just got a very bad feeling because of some, some, some things. Um, yeah, so, long story short, I didn't want to do these decisions in in anger, and so I postponed the decision to Sunday, and then on Sunday morning we parted ways with each other. And, I, yeah. I am still processing this, and I'm still thinking so much about it, about this entire thing. I realize more and more that I always acted to the best of my knowledge at the time and to my beliefs at the time. I always tried to do what's best. I didn't want to hide anything or uh, shove it under the rug or whatever. In hindsight, I should have reacted earlier and see the red flags and that is, e that is very easy to say now. Um, but it's not that easy to make the decisions in in that moment. And yeah, I I had good reasons not to do that from from that perspective. I always wanted to hear both sides. I tried to get the full perspective. I didn't want to jump to conclusions. I want to hear the argument and the counter argument and the counter counter argument and then other perspectives to that matter. And I said in my statement that it's probably impossible to uh, to to get the whole story. And two days later, it was very apparent that I failed uh, to get the full story before I released my statement. If I'm not releasing my statement, will Tori then release her statement? And will I be made aware of this? Maybe not. Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. We will never know. So I hope with this explanation you can believe me that this was not due to social pressure, but due to the new information I got and uh, my post-statement discussions. This is an important part to me. And yeah, um, I know how it looks from the outside, probably. Not that great. But I hope this explanation is somewhat reasonable. I probably forgot some things that happened in between and it's probably not the best explanation and not the full context but otherwise this video goes for two hours and it's already like 45 or something um this this already uh, this is a dense version this is a summed up version of everything so this shows you how much was actually going on and um how many layers there are to the story and how many perspectives there are to a story and how not easy this all was uh, for anybody um yeah. 
this was rough for me, for me to for Tori, for everybody involved and somewhat connected to any of them. But yeah, mm, that's pretty much it for that. Uh, we parted ways with Ricky, will not be part of DreamHack or of any other cast in the future of the podcast. He's also not doing anything behind the scenes for us anymore. He's like, we cut all ties. Um, and here I want to make a big cut, like a thematical cut. Because obviously everything that happened is horrible and shit. Um, from what Ricky did and also that I didn't realize this earlier. That's all, that's all shit. That's bad. And I want to make a cut here to comment on things that I've witnessed in the process. And this is not supposed to be any kind of blame shifting or changing of focus or whatever that would take pressure off the former situation of these uh, sexual harassment allegations or uh, the malicious behavior or whatever. This is just observations um, that I made and that have to be addressed, I think, as well. So, first of all, I want to start this by countering everybody who said, well, Bido did a lot of good things, you should keep him. And I just have to tell you, no. It doesn't matter what good he did. I don't put his good actions and his bad actions on a scale and weight them against each other and then make a decision based on that. I did my decision based on morale and ethics. And is my belief in change still big enough? And is my faith in him good enough? to keep him on and then at some point the answer was no. You can do a lot of good to a community but if you if you hurt people in the community on the other side then that's not acceptable. With that said, I this all, all that was happening and shown and made public shouldn't allow anyone to start a witch hunt like this at all. This was, and I explained to you, I came from the highest heights of, of, of casting and, and Warcraft community uh, feeling-wise. This here showed the absolute worst of the community. And that's kind of typical for topics like this, that this always reveals the worst persons in the community. Um, some kind of keyboard warriors that take this opportunity to shit on people and ruin their lives and just make the worst comments possible. There were there were horrible comments. And he did not deserve them. He's no angel, he's no saint. But he's also he's not the devil. 
not at all. So there were moments where I got really disappointed with people, um, which I guess is kind of fair because a lot of people got disappointed with me as well. So a lot of disappointment in the scene for a couple of weeks. Uh, leading members of the community. Let me start differently. There were a lot of comments and a lot of Discord chat and just a lot of content around this topic in terms of comments and chats. So I totally understand if comments slip, if you don't see them, if it just slips through your fingers, that's totally fine. Um, and in regard of this, I also have to say that I never ever moderate topics on the Walker 3 Reddit when it's something regarding back to Warcraft. This is just the principle that I follow because this is about me and my group of people around me and I should not be the one approving or disapproving things here. This is this can be done by other people. But I am clearly, clearly biased. As biased as one can be. So I didn't moderate Reddit throughout the entire time. I could have just deleted the leaks, to be honest. But I got the principle of not moderating things like that. Um, so then back to my point, leading people of the community approve points that um, compared what Ricky did to Harvey Weinstein to other people who did the most horrible things. And this is not the same level at all. At all. This is, this is so, so mean. And this is malicious. This, these comments were designed to ruin a person and to, to kick a person when he's down, when he's at his lowest. And this went on in different, different uh, discords as well, that screenshots of conversations were doctored, putting people in a light that make them look like pedophiles. This is crossing lines. This is too much. Nobody deserves this. And it doesn't matter if you're on Bidu's side or not. And if you wanted him go from the community or not. This is too much. And this made this community so much worse in the time where it was shown how bad it really is at times in certain circles. There were so many biased people. There were people in leading positions that made judgment, uh, judgments. And then it openly state that they didn't even read his side of the story. That is unfair. If you agree with the person or not. If you want to make comments, if you have to do judgments, then read his side to the story. 
Oh, people, people told me this and this. Yeah, it's, why don't you go for the, for the source, if you're so invested in it? There were people that I respected a lot. Um, basically, they were opening champagne, uh, champagne bottles, light their cigars, and sing the witches dead. That was not cool. Private discussions about this topic got leaked. This is, I guess, to be expected, but... That's also not cool. If you do a private conversation, it's supposed to be a private conversation. That's not cool. And as I said before, I reached out to a lot of people. To a lot of people. People that were connected to this somehow, probably shared the same Discord, the same voice chats. And I contacted them in private um, and asked if they want to comment on it, if they want to know some, if they, if, 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 if they want to tell me something. I told this in uh, channels among admins and moderators uh, to let them know, like, if you... If you have something for me, let me know. If you disagree with something I do, let me know. And these people knew that I was on the verge of collapsing. I saw stars. I was hearing my the, the blood in my ears. I was really, really, really stressed. But this not about like this was not about me at the time. Uh, so I, I really powered through this. So these people knew how I felt. And then never really answered to... Okay, they, they did answer, of course, they did. Most of them did. But either vague or very little information. Like, basically not opening up. And... Like, I had the feeling... Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's hard for them to know what I know at the time. But if you're so invested in it, tell, tell me your full perspective if I want to know the full thing. And this didn't happen in a couple of cases. And then Tori's statement was made public. And all of a sudden, I got publicly blamed by these very people for what's happening. And that I did, that what I did was wrong. Um that I didn't fire him in the first place. That hurt. That hurt a lot. So, I did lose a lot of trust and faith in some community members that I respected and cherished a lot before. Um, I do feel pretty disappointed and hurt by some people, just as other people feel disappointed and hurt by what I did. I definitely have trust issues now. I don't know. What can I share in a DM? How private is a private message these days? Will it end up in discords I'm not a part of? Even if I open my heart or whatever? If I, if I give away my inner thoughts? Will other people read this? I don't know.
there's big trenches between some people, uh, from my perspective at least. I don't know how to fix this. I hope time will tell. And time heals wounds, that's for sure. Does it heal all wounds? Probably not. But working on it, um, I do feel that with every day, I, I do heal. And process more and more. Um, and I got so many people. And this is now, I guess, the good side of the story. If if there's any good to the story, then this is it. So many people reached out and it doesn't matter if they agreed with me or not. Some people were brutally honest with me. And I appreciate that so much. Um, they showed me where I was wrong. They gave me information. They spent their free time educating me. And even though some of their comments afterwards were um, harsh, they were fair. So I guess these people know who they are. I want to thank them a lot. For... Yeah, for basically helping me. I don't have any education in HR. I'm, I'm in the privileged position where this happened to me, or not, yeah, uh, to, to a person around me for the first time. So obviously I can't do everything perfectly on first try. Um, I did make mistakes and some people helped me realize my mistakes and I want to thank them very much. Yeah, that was great. And so many people... After I fired Bidu, contacted me and tried to cheer me up. That was great too. Some very, very comforting words. Uh, all while being honest and fair and not saying that everything I did was right, but you know, make me realize where I was right and where I was wrong. And that these these people helped so much, man. That that was that was great. That was like faith, faith restored. <laughs> I learned that a lot of people have my back and that a lot of people in this community are great. So the last thing and a very important thing as well. Um, throughout this entire thing, I talked to Tori. And as I said before, after I thought things are solved in April, I realized now that she was not okay with my actions and I, of course we, we we talked after I fired Bidu as well and um, I explained to her what I explained to you now and I really hope and it's again my feeling which can be wrong all right but I I, I hope she found closure and is at peace and is looking forward to and can enjoy this community again. Really hope so. And for Bidu, I hope he will learn from this and reflect and process this. And that will turn him into something better. Into someone better. Because it will definitely do this for me. Um, and I guess that's it. Pretty much an hour. 
So this was the in-depth version. I think this will never, like, the full version would fill servers around the world. Um, but I hope you understand me a little better and got a little glimpse of what's happening or what was happening in my head around the time. It was a lot. <sighs> it wasn't easy. Mm, but yeah, this is the situation. Moving on without Badu. I hope the situation is solved now and we can continue to enjoy the Warcraft scene in the future. So next episode is with Todd and then we bring you the content that you're here for again. Whew. See you soon.